You are listening to the 90 Days Later podcast with Anna Charles, episode 39. Welcome to the 90 Days Later podcast, where I show you how to stop over drinking in 90 days without missing out on life. If you're not an alcoholic, but fed up with saying yes to a drink when you mean to say no, you're in the right place. Hi everyone, welcome back to the podcast. So today I want to talk about a topic that is hugely significant to so many of my clients and actually it was for me too, in fact continues to be to this day and that topic is confidence. Ooh, yes, this is a good one. Now whenever I think about confidence I have to admit that my mind flits to that scene in my most favourite film of all time, The Sound of Music, where Maria leaves the Abbey to take out the position of governess with the Von Trapp children. Now, if you haven't seen the film, and I strongly advise you to do so, and apologies for those of you who can't stand the movie, well then, Maria sings a song, right? And this song is appropriately named, I Have Confidence in Me. And it's a way for her to talk herself into just that, having confidence. She uses words to sort of uh, move herself along. So she talks herself through all of her fears, imagining life on the other side of them, right? The freedom, the sense of adventure that she's always craved. And the way the song, the lyrics are created is though confidence is a key to a door that is unlocking her future. And that's a pretty nifty way of looking at it and certainly one that I have adopted since I saw that film. Okay, enough about the sound of music and back to the subject at hand, confidence. Now, a lot of people I talk with believe that confidence is a character trait which you either have or you don't have right there are some people who are born with it and others are not so just think about the words we use around this to illustrate this right we say things like he's so confident she has the confidence to speak out we say things like I wish I could be as confident as her with the insinuation of course that the speaker doesn't know how And then we say, quite simply, "Mm, I've never been that confident, right? As a way of kind of trying to excuse ourselves from whatever we want it is we want to do. But confidence isn't some quality that you either have or you don't, right? It's not like having blue eyes, curly hair or size five feet. Confidence can be developed. And that's particularly exciting news if you're listening to this podcast from a place of not particularly high self-esteem or high confidence. Right, so today I'm going to break it down. We're going to talk about what confidence actually is, how to access it, and I use the word access advisedly. I'm going to discuss two gateway emotions that will get you to confidence, right? That's another way of achieving it. And then of course I'm going to give you a little homework as well. So you might want to grab a pen and paper at that point, but let's get started. First, I want to explain the reason why I'm dedicating actually a whole podcast episode to this one single emotion of confidence. And it's because I meet so many people, and actually this was very, very true. This was part of my story back in the day, who drink to feel confident, right? They think that drinking or alcohol, even a glass of wine gives them confidence. And as I say, this was true for me. I used to go to so many large meet and greet events, right? I had, I was a VP at a tech company, was expected to interact with all these colleagues, hundreds and thousands of people, reseller part as I go to uh, meetings and conferences, 
with customers and colleagues and and I'm a real introvert actually and so I used to really despise these events and really not look forward to them. Now I've since learned right that that was a totally optional opinion that I was having and that by using that I'm an introvert it was kind of my way to explain away my behavior as not wanting to do and, and that was also completely optional needed life coaching back in those days but anyhow I what I the upshot was that I would tell myself that if I had a glass or two of white wine I would enjoy the events more and I would perform better right it would make the events tolerable I'd be able to talk to other people so I was using white wine as a crutch and I was kind of explaining it by saying, well, I'm not a confident person, but if I have, you know, do this thing, have this, imbibe this beverage, then that's going to make me, you know, confident Anna all of a sudden. And the thing was that this became more and more of a thing, right? So it'd be an event, I'd have a couple of glasses to drink, feel better, feel confident, able to face the event and so on. And, and so it sort of became, it was very, very much part of my routine that I would not want to go to one of these events without having a drink or two. And of course, there was always this being socially acceptable. There was tons of alcohol around and everybody was drinking anyway. Uh, but my reasons for doing so were maybe not altogether what I would choose for myself right now. I'm not judging myself as it was then, but I, it's not what I would choose today. And that's why I really want to explore with you why if you are somebody who doesn't feel so confident and if you are somebody who seeks to uh, feel more confident through alcohol, I'm going to show how that is optional and I'm going to give you some very specific uh, information and tools and techniques and how to do it in this podcast so that you can give those a go yourself. Okay, so I said to get started, we'd first look at the definition of confidence. So here are a couple that really resonated with me. Firstly, a feeling or consciousness of one's powers or of reliance on one's circumstances. Hmm, very interesting there. And here's another, the quality or state of being certain. And finally, the quality of being certain of your abilities. Now, each one of these definitions have one thing in common. They are all down to a feeling, right? They have nothing to do with any kind of official confidence scale that you are pecked against or measured against or judged against. It's all down to feeling and perception. Now, I worked for years, as I said, in the in the corporate world where I used to go to these huge events. Right? I held very important positions. I was responsible actually for millions of dollars. I had a P&L of millions of dollars and had hundreds of people working for me in my organization. Right. There was no doubt I was highly competent. I had a track record to prove it as well. But confident Hmm. That was always a challenging area for me. And I'm not just here now talking about these large events where I was really would feel my introvertedness uh, coming out. I'm just talking in day to day corporate life. I used to call you could call confidence an area for me requiring quote unquote professional development. Right now, the corporate world, at least in those days, was a bit dog eat dog or eat or get eaten. And the ones making the noise and getting ahead were, by and large, the confident ones, right? Now, this didn't make them more capable. It didn't make them more worthy or any of that. In fact, quite the contrary. It wasn't uncommon for the louder, brasher, more confident types to flit in and flit out 
of positions, right? They were good at talking themselves up while failing to deliver. Now, I'm not saying here if you're a confident person, you won't deliver. I'm not saying that I'm taught. I'm just observing that through confidence does not always equate to capability. And if you're on the capability end of the scale, this this can feel a little awkward to you. You know, how do I how do I show people my capability in a more confident manner? Right. So with these very confident people, it was indisputable that they really had a high sense of self-worth. And when you turn up in the world like that, it really brushes off on those people around you. Here's another way of thinking about it, right? Have you ever been in a situation, right? It could be at work or in private when, let's say you're trying to figure out the answer to a question, right? So you've got a, you can't remember what the answer is. And let's say you're trying to recall the name of a person and you're debating different options when someone comes along and says, oh yeah, that was Janet. Yeah, for sure, no doubt, that was Janet. And they say it with such confidence and certainty that it's not unusual in this situation for their word to be taken as read, right? That's just right. End of discussion, it was Janet. Now, they may or may not be right, but what I'm talking about here is the way they communicate, right? Speak with, they speak with such certainty and you'll often find the conversation is closed. I've even tried this myself and as a form of game, as I've mentioned on the podcast before, I adore games. Now, our family plays a bit of a silly game at Christmas where we list all the famous people who've died during the year. Maybe it doesn't sound quite so silly and maybe a bit macabre, perhaps. But we like to recall not just the people who they are, but what they brought to the world, right? So it's a nice way to look back over the year, we find. So we go round and round the table in turn with each member of the family naming a person. Now, after the first couple of rounds, of course, it gets harder and harder. And one year, I remember, I ran out of names fairly early on. So when it was my turn to list someone, I listed and stated a completely bogus made up person. And I managed to do this for a few rounds before anyone twigged what was going on. It was so hilarious. Right? They'd murmur things like, oh, I've never heard of them before, but dot, 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 you know, and they just then continue guessing, you know, giving their names. And I figured it out in the end. It was all down to the way I spoke. It was all down to the way I delivered my answers, the confidence with which I spoke. I was believed without a second thought. And it was how I delivered that answer in terms of, I was putting myself forward confidently. Now, I'm not suggesting you should go around lying or any of that. I just want to stress the importance of how confidence, how self-confidence affects how you show up in the world and therefore the results you get. It's really worth paying attention to. So now let's move to the second point. I want to talk about accessing confidence. How do you do that? How do you become quote unquote confident or more confident? Now, unlike learning how to read or become proficient at spreadsheets or improving your parking, telling yourself or even somebody else to become more confident doesn't work, I have found over the years. If anything, it can actually make the situation worse. It makes you feel even further from the swashbuckling types who exude confidence at every turn, right? You have to tell yourself to be confident and that kind of says, I'm in the spotlight here, I'm not confident. You know, how do I channel confidence? I have no idea or I would be doing it already. So instead of seeking to be more confident, I recommend thinking about how you access confidence. 
Now, one brilliant method that I advise of ways to practice, to practice accessing confidence is to use what I'll call gateway emotions, right? They get you on the path to confidence. Now, there are several of these and I don't have time to cover them all, but today I will focus on just two of them as I think they're pretty fundamental and are incredibly helpful. And these are the two emotions of commitment and courage, right? Let's take commitment first. Now, let's say you have a strong vision or you have drive to hit a goal, but you're nervous or unclear about the path or the way forward. That's a great situation, a great opportunity to practice commitment instead. Because instead of trying to summon confidence in yourself that you know what you're doing, you focus on your commitment, your commitment to your goal. Commitment is an incredibly strong emotion. If you feel committed enough, right? You're so committed to your goal. You don't even have to be confident, really, because you're just so committed, right? It's done. You're there. You're going to do it whatever happens. Commitment kind of obliterates any of the fear or doubt that comes from lacking in confidence. Let me let me show you the power of this. Let's say you've read about a new technique to change your drinking and you want to put it into practice, you want to give it a go. Now you may be thinking, but why will this work when I haven't cracked this before? I mean, I've tried a million different things. You know, why is this thing going to work this time? And then from then, from that position, you start then to consider for the moment all the actions you've taken and all the actions that have failed, right? all the actions that haven't worked, all the actions that have meant that you become less and less confident the next time that an approach will work. Now, for a start, if you're feeling doubtful, you probably won't take much action at all, actually. That's what I will also say, right? If you're feeling a little not so sure, inaction will likely be the order of the day. You may sit in confusion, telling yourself you don't know what to do for the best. You're uncertain which route you will take to achieve the result that you want. So you're going to wait for the day when you'll have that sense of certainty. Right. That's what comes from doubt and lacking certainty and confidence. But when you're committed to achieving your goal, like I said, when it's done, it's already done. What action will derive from this feeling of commitment? Just put yourself there. Right. Think of maybe think of something you've already achieved or certainly think about where you want to be with your drinking. Right. And lean into your commitment. It's done. Whatever it is, to drink more, less in one sitting or to give up entirely, it's done. If you're feeling that way, if you are certain, you're going to try lots of different approaches. You're going to contact people who can help, perhaps a coach, contact me. (laughs) And you're going to duck and dive, right? You're going to keep your eyes on the prize because your overriding emotion is commitment that trumps everything else that trumps your lack of confidence in your abilities or in perhaps the techniques. Commitment drives massive action and that's where you keep on taking action until you get the desired result. You're going to be so fired up with commitment that feeling confident or not will actually seem of secondary importance. I've had this happen I had this happen with myself when I was changing my drinking and I've actually then applied it to numerous other areas in my life. It's, you know, it's really so cool. So focusing on a sense of commitment instead of confidence can be an excellent way forward. It's a way to focus on the goal, 
right? You're looking at that goal rather than the ups and downs along the way, right? All the things that could go wrong, all the things you don't know. Now, let's see how that applies in a very tactical way, right? You're going to go to a family barbecue, you've been invited, you know, friends are going to be there too, it's going to be a lot of booze and you've decided you're going to have one glass of Pims and that's it, right? But, you know, there's going to be all these temptations and so on around. Now, you don't need to be confident going into that barbecue that you're going to stick to your drinking goals, I would argue. It's not something I would advise. I don't want you to sort of feel stressed out. But if you go in committed to your goal, committed to drinking the one glass of Pims, because you know that being able to drink the one glass of Pims in peace at that event is ultimately going to lead to you having freedom around alcohol for the rest of your life. Now just sit with that for a moment. Just see how powerful that is. That's commitment. That's true commitment talking. And you can feel it. I physically you know, feel it in your body. So that's commitment. The second uh, gateway emotion, and I love this one too, actually, and this, this was my word of the year last year, is courage. I offer you that as a way to access confidence. And I know that personally, I find it much easier and palatable to access feeling of courage than confidence. Right? This really has been a game changer. Now, one of the times when people tend not to feel very confident is when they're doing something brand new. For instance, right, trying working with a coach, working with a coach to achieve their drinking goals. Many of you listening to this maybe have never had any coaching at all, have no idea what it is. What is one-on-one coaching? How will that work for me? Right, something brand new. Maybe you'll doubt yourself. Maybe you doubt that it'll work for you because it's new, because you've never done it before. But here's the thing. I think it's mad to think I can't succeed because I haven't succeeded yet. Right. That's what we so often say. I just can't succeed at this because you know, I haven't I can't achieve my drinking goals. So I haven't been able to do it. I haven't been able to do it. I've been trying for 10 years. haven't been able to do it. But using that logic, none of us would ever do anything we hadn't done before. So talking about a situation, about a problem in terms of not feeling good enough doesn't help to fix it. it doesn't inspire action. If you feel something is beyond you, if you feel doubtful and nervous, you are not going to be willing to leap into the unknown or you're unlikely to be willing to leap in the unknown. I know I, know I would not be. I, you didn't used to be. So instead of trying to feel confident, like put on by putting on some cloak of false bravado, feel courageous instead. It's so cool. It works. Because the intriguing and powerful thing I find about courage is that it allows me to have fear alongside and I'm willing to fail to move forward. Right, it kind of uh, beefs me up, gives me power and strength. So ask yourself, when you feel the emotion of courage, right, put yourself to a position where you have, you, you have felt it, go back in your memory. When you feel courageous, how do you act? For me, feeling courageous gives me a sense of being willing to give something a go. Right, It's as though the bar isn't set too high in my mind, as though I've given myself permission to fail, so it's okay if I do. I don't have to be perfect. I don't expect myself to be perfect. And this way the pressure feels less, but not to such an extent that it's going to stop me taking action. You don't want to go too far where you sort of just sit in safety and think, well, I'm not going to risk anything at all. Because when you think about being afraid, what you're really afraid of is how you're going to feel emotionally, right? When you feel about 
being afraid and not being confident enough, you're, you're feeling something emotionally. We're terrified that we will feel something forever and that we're never going to escape it. And fear is the reason that we need courage. Courage doesn't exist without fear. Courage is the character trait. And we really want to develop it. And we can't do that if we don't expose ourselves to fear. So here's what I want you to think about. Right? You cannot build your muscles if you don't expose yourself to heavy things. If you want to have strong arm muscles, you've got to expose yourself to lifting weights or sugar or whatever. right? Or either lifting your own body or lifting other things. So when you take action from that place of strength, from being willing to give something a go, that's going to build up your emotional strength and you learn what you're capable of. Now, you may not be certain you'll be able to stick to just one glass of wine this evening. Granted. But by summoning courage to stand alongside you, how do you feel then? I kind of feel like I've got this invisible force, right, that's helping me. And here's something else I've noticed. When I act with courage, something else incredible happens. I sort of tap into curiosity and motivation to move forward. I want to know what's going to happen next. How can I wow myself even more? And the magical thing is that all this happens without ever having to submit to what can often feel like the pressure of being confident or even telling yourself you need to be more confident. Come on, get a grip, Anna, get more confident. There's no talking yourself into feeling anything at all. You become confident through acting with courage and you get to the same destination by taking a slightly different route. Finally, a quick word about lacking confidence with regard to other people's opinions of you. And this happens because when someone comes at you, especially if you're doing something new or perhaps you feel a little bit wobbly, right? You might get a thought that you don't know what you're doing, you're not good enough, right? And in the case of drinking, if you don't want to drink, you know, might feel that you're being judged as being downright weird. Everybody drinks, why not you? And that is, in fact, the most common example I want to cover here. Why aren't you drinking? So many people tell me they are scared of being asked this. They fret and they worry. And I, in fact, used to spend a lot of time figuring out what I was going to say in response to the nosy people who wanted to know. And this is the case, especially if you are just starting out changing how you're, how you're drinking. You might feel a bit wobbly. And I will offer that this is largely to do with society, right? Where total strangers feel perfectly within their rights to quiz you on why you're not drinking. But I digress. So you might be feeling a little less confident about these social situations. But here's something I offer that will help. Whenever this happens, know that whatever you think those people are thinking about you, that actually may not be the case. In fact, you're never going to truly know what they're thinking not unless or until we become mind readers, that is. So my coaching on that, my offer is to allow people to think what they want about you and to let them be wrong about you too. That's okay. So commit to a new stance no matter what anyone else thinks and have the courage to back yourself. This will grow your confidence each and every time. And here's the homework, I promised. It's called The Daily Dare. I want you to pick one thing a day that scares you. Doesn't matter how big or small. I want you to do something as long as it's something you don't usually do because I want you to get used to feeling different emotions. Now use this technique to experience emotions you want to feel. For instance, if you want to feel feisty, do something that would make you feel feisty. As well as emotions you'd ordinarily run a mile from. 
Take embarrassment, for instance. Oh, that is such a big one for me. Before I knew about this work, we were life coaching work, I would do anything to avoid putting myself in a place of embarrassment. Even just thinking back to my most embarrassing moments, you know, it just used to freak me out. But by choosing to do something that will make me feel embarrassed actually shows me that it's really not that bad, right? Embarrassed is just an emotion, that's all. It may not feel good, but it's only an emotion. I can handle it, it's not the end of the world. Another example may be to do with feeling shame. If you're put in the position of feeling ashamed, right? I think, in my opinion, there is way too much shame around drinking, which is what makes this such a good emotion to pick, right? So let's take shame. What's the worst that could happen in that scenario? Well, it's feeling the feeling of shame. But again, it's only a feeling So really experience how this feels. Really sit with the emotion and feel that sense of shame. Because the more you're able to sit with it, the less you will judge yourself for it. Because that's what I see so often. Someone feels ashamed that they are drinking too much or they drank more than they wanted to last night. And then they feel shame, kind of double shame, because they're not willing to do this exercise of sitting and feeling in the shame, right? I mean, it's just shame upon shame, feeling upon feeling. We do this all the time because we're afraid of feeling the feelings. We want to run from them. And that's okay, right? It's just something that we've got used to doing. We're not going to judge ourselves for that. But we are going to use this daily dare exercise to push us out of our comfort zones. Now just to be clear, these dares do not have to involve practicing feelings specifically around drinking. They can of course be, but not necessarily. I would say that as long as you're putting yourself in any situation in your life where you can come face to face with these feelings, right? These feelings you fear or avoid or tend to avoid, then that's a good thing. It's about leaning in and running towards growth learning that you can feel these feelings and it's okay. That's going to serve you when those feelings come up as you handle urges to drink, as you handle temptation, as you handle other people's opinions of what is in your glass and your own opinions of what's in your glass. And as you change your overall relationship with alcohol, they're going to all come to the fore and all help you. You're going to learn what it feels like to truly feel and process emotions so you are able to feel anything. That's where true power comes. Okay, so in summary, confidence is not something you were born with. There aren't people who just are confident and others who aren't. If you struggle with this confidence thing, try feeling commitment. Try going for commitment and courage on purpose instead and taking actions from those emotions. Know that every thought is optional. And if you're worried or fearful about what people think about you, decide if those thoughts are serving you. Or if you'd rather just think something else instead, totally up to you. It's up to you what you think. Finally, try doing a daily dare. Do something that makes you scared. Now you hear that often, I know, but I like to be a little more specific. And what I've offered is I want you to put yourself into situations where you feel emotions you would usually avoid. Things like embarrassment, judgment, shame. Try them all. Yes, all of them. Know that they're only feelings. They're just vibrations in your body. Being willing to feel the feelings, all the feelings will be filling your confidence account and that's going to be available to you to withdraw from at some future point in time. 
Now, if you want to increase your confidence around alcohol and in your life as a whole, I can help. I work with my clients very specifically on strengthening their muscles of commitment and we work a lot with using courage to face what life has to offer without a drink in hand. And it's not as scary as that sounds. If you are highly functioning but struggle with over drinking, I can help. Give up the struggle. Give me a call. Contact me. Go to 90dayslater.co and there's a big blue button at the top. Book a call. Click on it and we'll talk about your situation. I'll get you started. And even if you decide not to work with me, this is what I offer. You will never again be confused about what it will take to, for you to achieve freedom around alcohol. Okay, and if you also want to maybe just get on my list, if you want to hear my tips and techniques that I send out, some of these only go to my list. I don't publish anywhere else on social media. You need to get on the list. You are missing out if you're not on that list. So go to 90dayslater.co forward slash list and enter your details. You do not want to miss out, right? 90dayslater.co forward slash list. Okay, that's it for now. I will see you next week. If you like what you're learning in the podcast and you want to take the work further and achieve total freedom around alcohol, let's talk. I help my clients stop reaching for that first glass of wine the moment 6pm rolls around and they don't miss out on life. And we do it in 90 days. The effect is permanent. Email me for more information on anna at 90dayslater.co. And if you did enjoy the show, I'd really appreciate if you'd leave a rating and review to help others find the 90 Days Later podcast.